0: Welcome to the Caras Care streaming show and podcast where we explore the cutting edge of wellness. I'm Kara Sundlin. Well, today we're talking about getting better Z's. A lot of people turn to melatonin, but is it safe to take? Dr. Artemis Morris is joining us right now with some answers. Welcome, Doctor. Thank you, Kara. Always a pleasure. Yeah, you know, I think this is something that lots of Americans struggle with. I know just recently we had a previous episode with the American Heart Association has now added sleep to its essential eight to prevent uh, heart disease. And yet about 40% of Americans say they're sleep deprived. Some it's because we can't fall asleep, so we turn to melatonin. Is that okay?
1: Yes. So melatonin is one of the many choices that we have for natural ways to fall asleep and it is still generally recognized as safe there is no evidence for its toxicity but there are ways to use it safely because there can there have been reports of um, poor quality control and ways that it has not been used safely so what exactly is melatonin melatonin is a hormone that's produced by our brain and even a little by our gut that signals to our body that it's time to sleep. And it's only produced in the dark. So this is why a dark room and um, is so important for producing this chemical in our brain. So we
0: know that good sleep hygiene would be, you know, turn off the screens, turn the lights out, but sometimes that still doesn't work. So people are turning to melatonin. If you're going to use it,
1: what's the best way to use it? So if you're going to use melatonin, which is, you know, in general, a very safe and effective supplement, uh, you want to make sure, number one, you want to make sure you get a good quality. Because in a CDC report that had some poison control issues in kids, 71% of those products did not have what they said they had in it. So there's a big issue with quality of supplements. And so you want to make sure you're getting it from a valid source third-party tested, integrated practitioner, ideally. And you want to look at dosage. The next thing you want to think about is how much am I taking? And so if you've got a good quality product, make sure you're looking at starting at a lower dose, um, which would be like 0.5 milligrams, which is half half a gram. And you can go up to five, Uh, milligrams. Um, Now, when it's being used for certain conditions by an integrative practitioner, we can go higher. Like there are studies um, showing 10 milligrams is safe and used in integrative um, complementary uh, cancer care as well. Um, But 0.5 to 5 milligrams is a good window to be thinking about. You know, and I think a lot of people get
0: these from their a natural food store or even the drugstore, there's rows and rows of sleep. Sometimes there might be a good brand. I know you want us to be careful about that, but it seems that most of the doses are about five milligrams when you buy them over the counter. I think sometimes that's if you're taking two pills. Would you start out just taking one and does it matter what time you take it?
1: So it does matter what time you take it, and in terms of dosages, if it, if you're new to melatonin, I would start out with a low dose because. And it's interesting because melatonin is really not designed as a sleep aid. It's basically a signal that signals to your body that you're sleep. You know, it's time to sleep. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of other things, but um, you know, I would start with a half uh, 0.5. Um, if you have a five milligram supplement and you know, if you can do it in half or just do one of the sprays. So there's liposomal sprays that are nice. And um, so so start with the lower dose and you wanna be really careful with this in kids and the timing of it, because it's a hormone that's produced in the dark, you wanna be, do about 30 to 40 minutes before you go to bed. And, um, you know, it's really great for things like jet lag and when you wanna get into a good sleep cycle routine, but another really important thing to know about the safety of melatonin, it's not supposed to be something you take every night. It's really something that you take until you can get those sleep habits, until you can find a way to get some really good quality sleep. So I'm just, you know, wanted to look online where
0: a lot of people might be, you know, heading into the drugstore or something. And a lot of the gummies and stuff, I see that they do go up to as high as 10 milligrams. And you're worried about kids. It's okay for kids to take melatonin, but we know how they like gummies. So if all of a sudden they went into the melatonin bottle and took a few of these 10 milligram gummies, that could be a problem. We have to be careful, right?
1: Absolutely. And I don't usually recommend melatonin for children because there are so many other safer and really effective things like chamomile tea and um, lavender and many, many more things that can help with sleep. But, you know, melatonin, I definitely would not use in kids less than two years of age. And I'd be really cautious in any even um, young Young toddlers, I wouldn't use it necessarily. Like young adults, you can do that. But really like that 0.5 to 5 milligram dose is a better dose to start with. Those 10 milligram doses really are the ones that we use. Like for example, women who had low levels of melatonin have an increased risk of breast cancer. And so those are the doses that they're studying and that we're using more for like complementary cancer care or as an antioxidant or, or something that you're using you know, by using it through an integrated practitioner. So start off with a really low dose and make sure it's third party tested. If you have those gummies in your house, you yeah. know, any kind of gummies, you really wanna hide them because kids get into things. And so um, they can take too much. Uh, about 83% of the kids that had like called poison control had no problem, like didn't have any symptoms, but you know, it can be toxic like anything in high amounts, especially if it's a poor quality product that might have other things in it. All right, let's
0: let's talk about foods. If we wanna take the melatonin, um, you've shown us how we can do that. Start with a low dose, take it about an hour before sleep, Um, but you can eat things that have naturally occurring melatonin, what would those be?
1: Yes, um, you know I love the power of food, Kara. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> with uh, melatonin, there are foods that are naturally high in melatonin, and those include tart cherries. So, like a tart cherry juice. Even right now, it's a great time to start eating some cherries. There, you can see them in the grocery store: cherries, strawberries, uh, even things like ginger. Eggs have some in there. nuts, especially pistachios have a good amount of melatonin. And if you're combining that with foods that are high in the precursor to serotonin, which is the calming neurotransmitter and serotonin is like the daytime hormone and melatonin is like the nighttime hormone in some ways. Um, so that also would be good with things like, you know, some uh, dairy, like that warm milk really does work. Um, for helping sleep. We, we've proven that through some okay. scientific studies.
0: And you mean dairy milk though, like a lot of people are having you know, almond milk or coconut milk. Uh, you mean re- actual dairy milk if you're going to warm
1: it up like grandma did. Is that right? You know, for kids, especially that dairy milk, as long as they're not sensitive to dairy, which a lot of people are, does have that particular milk protein called casein. They found it, there's a casein hydrosylate, which is a component that when it's broken down, that milk protein breaks down, it does have calming effects on the body. So yes, absolutely. But you can also use non-dairy milks that'll be higher in, you know, those have tryptophan and some of those may also have, the melatonin in it. So okay. if you're sensitive to dairy, you can still warm up some milk. So turkey, uh, we all know we fall asleep at Thanksgiving, but turkey
0: also is something if you have your trouble sleeping, you have some turkey dinner, that can help
1: us sleep. So what's interesting about Turkey, it is high in tryptophan. Most, you know, meat products are high in tryptophan, but it actually is more effective when it's taken, you know, with a little bit of carbohydrate, which is why I like that Turkey with the mashed potatoes might be more helpful, but we don't get, you know, so that's one way to get some of those food. Avocados also have that precursor to serotonin, but not so much for melatonin. Melatonin is really those, those cherries, um, strawberries, you know, things like that are So berries and milk before bed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, I can even think like sometimes I'll warm up some milk or even put some herbs in it. You know, if you put some chamomile in it, um, there's other herbs that are effective. But turkey and cheese roll up, you know, can have a nice combo, some avocados. But even just snacking on some cherries with some yogurt might be a nice thing because then you get that, um, you know, some of that calming properties also, okay. and the probiotics. Now, you mentioned before you don't want people really taking melatonin every
0: night. Um, I have my melatonin from you, so I know it's a good quality one. Uh, and people go on your website, artemiswellnesscenter.com, and um, you have some you know high quality supplements. But um, I have had to take it from time to time. Um, Especially, I think women, I was always a great sleeper, but a lot of women, I guess, when we hit those 40s, 50s and things are fluctuating, you might have insomnia. Um, And so then if you don't take something, um, maybe you're not falling asleep. So for people who really aren't able to fall asleep, is it okay for them to just keep taking the melatonin?
1: Yeah, so that's a really great question, Kara, because. You know, as you know, you know, with the cardiovascular issues, you know, you can have—it's a learning disability to not sleep well. And I feel bad for our teenagers that have to wake up so early. Um, It's—it also leads to premature aging if we don't sleep well. It increases risk of cancer, diabetes, heart disease. So, if you're not sleeping well, if you did not get a good quality sleep that melatonin can help as an antioxidant. So because melatonin is produced at night when we sleep to help us to be healthy. You know, we need sleep. Without sleep, we actually die. So sleep is essential. And I love what you said earlier about like bringing sleep on the map as A really important thing, not something that should be shamed, but like, yes, I'm taking a nap. Isn't that wonderful? I'm doing something good for myself. So, Mm -hmm. so if you are not having good quality sleep, you know that is absolutely an indication to take something like melatonin.
0: And you can just keep taking it. I know you said you'd you'd rather people get their sleep hygiene. In fact, but if if they've done those things, then taking
1: it every night is okay. It's okay for most people, but again, it's like I can't. It's an individual basis. Okay. Like you know, I've mentioned before, the right medicine for the right person at the right time. So, um, but the melatonin is generally recognized as safe, especially in those low doses for a good quality product.
0: Now, let's talk about side effects. I know some people report grogginess or vivid dreams. I was reading an article that I guess melatonin can actually increase our REM sleep, which is when we dream. So maybe that's why we get more vivid dreams. Um, is that okay? And also, as far as the grogginess, I read that as long as you are taking it, you know, at a good time, you don't want to be taking melatonin, you know, late at night when you didn't go to bed on time, um, because that could increase the chance of grogginess the next day.
1: Yeah. So, well, because melatonin is that hormone that's produced in the dark when we sleep it can lead to some grogginess and everyone's different and this is where you know you want to see how you feel because a lot of the pharmaceutical medications uh, for sleep, you know, can lead to grogginess, and there are certainly you know there's side effects we want to be concerned about. So you always want to consult with a practitioner who knows. But yeah, you can feel a little groggy sometimes on melatonin. Um, it, it's a case by case basis. Um, melatonin is sometimes also combined with vitamin B6, and that combination in in particular leads to some very interesting dreams. And dreams is another segment. I you know it's fascinating that we need to dream to be healthy and to. Process our day. So dreaming is just as important as sleeping, and good quality sleep involves dreaming.
0: Okay, so it's okay. And uh, so I've had my kids come and say, "Mom, I can't sleep. Can I have some of your melatonin?" And they're you know twelve and fifteen. Is it okay to give a teenager or or even a twelve year? I know you said it's okay for kids, but um, is it okay to once in a while give your kids some melatonin? Uh, without calling their pediatrician first can, is it okay to say okay you can't sleep tonight i want you to have a good night's rest it's okay
1: so that's that's a good question And and as i said the melatonin in terms of as a nutraceutical as a supplement is generally recognized as safe Um, For optimal safety, you always want to consult with a naturopathic doctor or integrative practitioner when using any supplements, because supplements can be toxic. So melatonin, because it's generally safe um, in that age group, you can use it safely in that low dose 0.5 to 5 milligrams. So even with that CDC report, um, you know, most kids, they were asymptomatic. Um, if they they took a large dose. So yeah, as long as you've got a good quality product, it's one of the things you can use. I personally like to use other things first, um, but it's absolutely safe to use in short term. Well,
0: I'll give a shout out to, um, there's traditional medicinals makes this nighty night tea. I, I love the nighty night tea. I think it's got valerian root and passion flower. I don't know, my husband and I will take that when we can't sleep and we're out. Like it's part of our thing to get nighty night tea. Now I've noticed it's hard to come by like during the pandemic and you go try to get at the store and it's like gone. But sometimes these nighty night teas or teas that are said they're going to help you sleep, they really do help you.
1: They do. Teas are very effective. Herbal medicine is extremely effective. That's why it was the primary form of medicine for thousands of years. And so, you know, lavender essential oil also has been proven to help with sleep. Um, I have my handy dandy eye pillow here. So I like to use an eye pillow at night. And that's another way because you get better quality sleep in the dark. And you could even take a little bit of a lavender essential oil, put it on your eye pillow, just be careful or on your pillow. Um, but you know, in the nighty night tea, in some of the nighttime teas, you're going to find chamomile. You may find valerian root. You may find lemon balm. Passion flower is a herb. Um, it's a wonderful herb. It's it's actually an edible fruit too, but it's a natural muscle relaxer. These are all very safe herbs and uh, lavender. And, and you could use these herbs. Uh, ashwagandha helps some people. Absolutely. I, I definitely always recommend starting with sleep hygiene, a nice tea, and then if you need a supplement, then melatonin is one of of the ones out there that can be effective. Okay,
0: so to sum it up, melatonin is very, very safe. The biggest issue would be um, don't get a low quality one because you never know what's in it, so always guess to get a good quality supplement. Start with a low dose of uh, not more than five milligrams, maybe even a lot less than that if you're using it for the first time or if you're giving it to kids.
1: Exactly. And hide your gummies.
0: Yes, hide the gummies, because we know those kids, <laughs> they, they think they're candy. Absolutely, for the vitamins, too. All right, Dr. Artemis Morris, we know that people can reach you virtually or an in-person appointment if you happen to be living in Connecticut. Go to ArtemisWellnessCenter.com, and I know you help people um, with sleep and all kinds of other issues. So uh, let people, if they are listening, they can reach, reach out to you and get some help.
1: Thank you, Kara. All Always right. a pleasure to talk to you, and I hope you sleep really well tonight. Me too. All right.
0: Thank you, Dr. Artemis. All right. Thanks for being here for Kara's Cures. You can watch other episodes on the Cutting Edge of Wellness. You can follow me on social media, at Kara Sundlin. I like to share this content there. Have a great day, everyone, and be well.